Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will cover how to think about the act of giving when it comes to family, friends, charities, and some strategies to consider in order to maximize your contributions and impact. Joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, as well as Morgan Highland, Wealth Planning Specialist with the UBS Wealth Planning Sales Team. Justin Morgan, great to be with you both as always. Welcome back and looking forward to this timely conversation. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So it is hard to believe though we are quickly approaching year end and with that the season of giving. So that of course can be a fun time for us to be creative about showing our appreciation to our friends, our family. Justin Morgan, do you have any advice about finding the right gift for someone in your life? Yeah, thank you again for having us, Dan. Uh, I think the, the most important thing is for us to think about you know, how we can help the people in our lives and, and, and what, what gifts are going to be the most meaningful for them. Um, it's always a good idea to give a personalized gift, maybe one that you made yourself uh, as well. Be creative about it. Um, but from a financial perspective, it's also, I think, interesting to look at the data and find out that over half of family wealth is given basically on our deathbed. And uh, we're hesitant to give away, you know, significant chunks of our uh, savings, you know, using our annual exclusion. So you can give $15,000 a year per person, so $30,000 as a couple, uh, to to an individual recipient every year that's excluded from the lifetime gift and estate tax limit. And uh, one thing that I would I would recommend that you think about is if you have wealth that you're going that you're going to outlive, um, beginning to to give that away to the people that matter to you in your life, so you can see the value that it provides to them and their families while you're still alive. I you know I always like to say the the image of estate planning that is shown on TV is. Um, a family sitting in a dark room being told by a lawyer they don't know about the wealth that they're going to receive. And the, the donor in that situation uh, doesn't get to enjoy any of it. So um, find ways that you can also, you know, see the value that it gives to the, the, you know, the loved ones in your life, I think. Yeah. And Justin, I'll just add that at the end of the day as well, the best gift of all is being able to spend quality time with your loved ones. I know in my conversations with clients, as well as in my own personal life, people were actually able to gather for Thanksgiving this year and plan to spend time together during the upcoming holidays as well, which we may not have been able to do last year with the pandemic. So one thing I'll add is just for those who are planning to gather with their loved ones, they may want to consider organizing a family meeting. And in a family meeting, you can reflect on things like what drives you as a family, what's important to you, what do you want your legacy to be? Because we have found that the more aligned family members are regarding their values and their vision and their mission, the more impact they can have with their wealth and the more prepared they are should unexpected events arise. And so for people who may want to do this, let your financial advisor know because they can provide suggestions on how to facilitate the discussion using some resources that we have here at UBS. 
And then secondly, for people who are thinking a family meeting sounds great, but how else can I give the gift of time? A recent research report, Justin, I know that your team worked on in CIO, cited a study that found over half of the respondents plan to spend more on experiences like traveling, holiday parties, concerts, sporting events this year, rather than tangible items. So given everything that's happened this past year, experiences can be a really great gift idea as well. Well, Morgan, Justin, very valuable guidance and some actionable takeaways there that our listeners, our clients should consider. I know tax considerations always a point of interest for our listeners, our clients. To that point, Morgan, could you tell us about a few ways that giving can help impact your taxes? Absolutely. And I'll start with the charitable side of things. There is no limit on the amount that a person can donate to a public charity. However, there are limits on how much you can deduct from your taxes. One opportunity that might be particularly interesting to clients this year is that if you give cash directly to a public charity this year in 2021, you can deduct up to 100% of your adjusted gross income. So no, it must be cash and it must be directly to a public charity for this. So it can't be a donor advised funder or private foundation. But that could be a really great opportunity for listeners this year. Um, other than giving cash directly to a public charity in 2021, the limits on how much you can deduct from your taxes for charitable gifts depends on a couple of factors, one being the type of gift you're making. So are you gifting cash? Are you gifting appreciated securities? Um, and the second factor being where you're making the gift. So are you giving to a private foundation, a donor advised fund, a charitable trust? Um, so for clients who are wanting to make charitable gifts this year, I recommend that you speak to your tax advisor on the most efficient way to gift in 2021 for your own personal situation. And then for people who are charitably inclined and are at the age where they need to make required minimum distributions from their IRAs, one option is to do what's called a qualified charitable distribution. With a qualified charitable distribution, you can direct up to $100,000 each year from your IRA to a charity and it will not be included in your taxable income. So that can be an opportunity for people who um, you know, are taking RMDs this year but may not need the funds to fund their lifestyle. And then switching gears a little bit to giving to individuals, as Justin mentioned previously, an individual can gift up to $15,000 per year in 2021, $30,000 a year as a couple to as many individuals as they'd like and not have any gift tax consequences. This is called your annual gift exclusion. And it's actually increasing next year in 2022 to $16,000 for an individual or $32,000 for a couple. So just to give an example around this, if you're a couple and you have four kids, in 2021, you can give $30,000 to each kid or $120,000 this year without any gift tax implications. So that could be a really great opportunity for people. Separately, and I'll cover this again a little later in the podcast, if you give directly to an educational institution or a medical facility, so for example, you pay college tuition for a loved one or you pay a medical bill for someone in your family directly to the hospital, that does not count towards your $15,000 annual gift exclusion and does not have a limit. So that can be another really great opportunity as well. 
anything above that $15,000 limit per year and that medical and educational um, opportunity will start to eat into your lifetime gift exemption. So talk to your tax advisor, your financial advisor, and your attorney if you do plan to make more significant gifts so that you can do so in the most efficient way for your situation. Well, Morgan, thank you for hitting on those tax considerations as well as approaches. Maybe sticking with approaches, Justin, I know that donor-advised funds, they are a popular strategy. So, Justin, can you take a few moments to talk us through some of the benefits of giving to charities using a donor-advised fund? Yeah, absolutely. And Morgan touched on a, a few of the of the concepts earlier. Uh, donor-advised funds allow you to give yourself a little bit of flexibility as to where and when you actually donate to charitable cause. So essentially you're making an irrevocable gift to an intermediary. You can make this gift in all kinds of ways with cash or appreciated securities. Um, Appreciated securities give you the advantage that you're able to avoid paying capital gains taxes on the appreciation. Uh, And you'll get a tax deduction for the irrevocable gift that you're making to the donor advised fund. Those funds can be reinvested uh, possibly in something more diversified or something with a greater growth expectation. And then eventually down the line, you can recommend a grant distribution from the donor advice fund to a registered charity of your choice. Uh, and so this is a way, well, one aspect of a donor advised fund that's, that's advantageous is that since the 2017 tax code increased the standard exemption, uh, it's now $25,100 for joint filers. Um, it can be a little bit difficult for some families to donate enough to charity in a given year in order to qualify for or in order to benefit from itemizing their taxes to claim it a gift ex- exemption. Morgan gave the exemption, the, uh, the exception to this rule, which is that, uh, for 2021, at least there's, the, there's a, there's an allowance for you to make a direct cash gift to charities and claim a deduction. Uh, but if you're trying to claim a, a, a larger gift exemption, sorry, a larger gift deduction, um, you may need to use a strategy that we, we affectionately call Brady bunching, where you make multiple years of gifts all at once into a donor advised fund. And then the donor advised fund can actually dole those assets those assets out to charities over a number of different years. So if you don't want to make a large uh, donation to any individual charity this year, um, this would uh, this intermediate vehicle allows you to grow those assets and then eventually gift them to a charity or multiple charities, potentially spreading them out over many years, including growth that is tax free. Because once you give it to the charity, there's no there's no taxes on the growth. I'm oh, sorry. Once you give it to the donor advice fund, there's no taxes on the growth. Well, Justin, thank you for hitting on those benefits of leveraging a donor advised fund when it comes to making charitable contributions. Uh, Morgan, I know another popular way of giving to family and friends is to help them cover the cost of education. So, could you provide some advice on how to do this most effectively? Absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, if a person is interested in contributing to their loved one's education, they can always consider paying the educational institution directly. And just to recap what I said before, giving directly to the school for tuition does not count towards that annual gift exclusion and does not have a limit. So that is always an option. Alternatively, if a child is young and you want to save a bit more systematically over time, you can consider setting up what's called a 529 plan for your loved ones. And what a 529 plan is, is basically an investment account that is tax advantaged when used to pay for qualified educational expenses. 
When thinking about giving to the 529 plan, you can give your annual exclusion each year. So $15,000 if you're an individual, $30,000 as a couple in 2021, um, and you can do that each year. Or a unique feature of 529 plans is that you can actually give up to five years worth of gifts to a loved one's 529 plan in one year without incurring any gift tax. So in 2021, if you're an individual, that would be $75,000, or if you're a couple, $150,000 if you're splitting that with your spouse into a 529 plan. So that can be a really great way to save for future education as well. And so this holiday season, think of your loved ones who maybe recently had a child, and maybe instead of sending a gift this year, you can consider setting up and contributing to a 529 plan for them. Well, Morgan, Justin, very productive and helpful conversation today. Just a couple of items I would like to point out that tie right into the conversation we just had with both Morgan and Justin. Two items, both now available up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Of course, for clients of UBS, you can simply contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive copies of these resources directly, though the 2021 Holiday Gift Guide from the Wealth Planning Team, as well as a recent blog off by Justin, as well as other members of the Chief Investment Office, give to others, not the IRS. Again, both of these pieces relevant to the conversation we had today, both can be located up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Though Justin Morgan, thank you again for joining us here on Top of the Morning. Wish you both a happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you. You too. And again, today we've been joined by Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, as well as Morgan Highland wealth planning specialist with the UBS wealth planning sales team. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Conversations podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 